0: Good morning everyone. Today we are in Genesis chapter 38. And we have the story of Judah and his sons and ultimately Judah gives one of his sons uh, a wife. She get, he gets a wife named Tamar and Tamar ends up becoming a widow because of the some of the wickedness of Judah's sons. And eventually Judah promises that he will give uh, an upcoming son to Tamar, so that she won't, um, you know, be barren and not have children. And Tamar agrees to wait for that son to grow up. But when that son grows up, Judah never gives that son to Tamar, and doesn't really explain it to her. She's grieving the loss of uh, two husbands and no children, and because of Judah not fulfilling his promise. Tamar takes matters into her own hands and she dresses up as a prostitute and Judah himself um, hires this prostitute and when she is prostituting she makes an arrangement to take some of Judah's possessions and then later on Judah discovers that or hears that Tamar had prostituted herself and he said, oh, we should kill her. And then she sends his belongings to him to say, well, here's the man who got me pregnant. And it was, it was him. And man, what an unbelievable story. hey! And you know, at at least Judah responds realizing that he didn't honor his word and giving his next son to Tamar and he doesn't kill her because um, he said she deserved that for being a prostitute. And then out of this womb of Tamar, We have a young man be born, and his name is Perez. And if you go to Matthew, now I talked about this last time, even because we were going through the genealogy of Esau in chapter 37. And although I mentioned that that genealogy may not be as significant as others to the gospel, that there are times that the genealogies of the Bible are really important, and that there's some really interesting insight that comes from that. And I, I remember I mentioned about a story that we'll get to later about Rahab, the, the prostitute who hid the spies in the days when Joshua was going to lead his people into the promised land. And that ultimately she ended up marrying. Uh, we don't know if it was one of the spies could have been, but she ended up marrying um, uh, someone from Israel when Israel came in and take over and they spared her house because she protected the spies that came in. And, and that Salmon and and Rahab ended up having a baby. And that baby ends up becoming in the family line of Jesus. And we learn that it became the family line of David. And, and it also incorporates the story of Ruth. This chapter we just read ends much like the book of Ruth ends. In sharing with us the significance of this pregnancy in Tamar. And even though it was not proper, um, it still ended up producing a child that became significant in in David and Jesus' family line. So if we pick this up in Matthew for a moment, Matthew chapter 1, uh, I'm going to pick it up. I'll just pick it up in verse 1. It's not too much to read here. The, the record of genealogy of Jesus the Messiah, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Abraham was the father of Isaac, Isaac the father of Jacob, Jacob the father of Judah and his brothers. And J- Jesus, by the way, comes from the, the the tribe of Judah, which is what we're talking about here. He comes from the very thing we're talking about right now. Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. So do you see that? Uh, this is, ends up being Judah's child because he ends up getting his daughter-in-law pregnant Uh, and she ends up having Perez. So Judah was the father of Perez and Zerah by Tamar. Perez was the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram was the father of Ammonadab. Ammonadab was the father of Nishan, and Nishan was the father of Salmon. Now, hopefully you remember that maybe from yesterday and even what I'm saying today. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab. Salmon was the father of Boaz by Rahab, so Salmon was the one who met the prostitute Rahab, who hid the surprise, and her and Salmon ended up getting together and having Boaz. Boaz was the father of Obed by Ruth, so that's the story of Ruth when we get to it, and Boaz and Ruth end up coming together and having Obed, and Obed was the father of Jesse, and so that whole story of Ruth leads to Jesse, and Jesse was the father of David, the king. And if we kept going, we would get to Jesus. But this is how we know that Jesus comes from the tribe of Judah. He ends up coming through this pregnancy through Tamar, through essentially prostitution. And also later in the same family line, Salmon ends up marrying what was a prostitute. Maybe she didn't continue in that. Rahab. And they end up having uh, Boaz, who then ends up being um, the one that comes with Ruth to get Obed, and then we get all the way to Jesse and the father of David. Isn't that amazing? And that's where you know the genealogies can be significant and interesting. And the other thing that I think I I want to say this is just really important is that you know what, no matter what your lineage is, you have a choice to follow God. You have a choice to do right. You have a choice to set the the tone for your life and what your life's going to be. You do not have to fall into the patterns of your your parents or the past generations. You can say, you know what, I want to course a new life that honors the Lord and makes good and right decisions. And and not only that, do you not have to fall into that, but you also, even in your own life, look at all the mistakes these people made. It. You know, I, I haven't, um, I've read all this many times in my life, uh, but I haven't taught on it each chapter. And I guess it's it's different um, this time in the sense that I'm teaching. And you're, you're teaching about so much dysfunction that took place in, in God's patriarchal family. It's just amazing the, the amount of dysfunction. It really is. And I knew it, but I didn't have to talk about it all the time. And What I think that tells us is that even in your own life, not only can you not get past your parents, you can, and previous generations who maybe led your family in the wrong direction, but you can even get past your past. So no matter what your sins have been in the past, God can still use you. He used all these people to be part of his family. And in fact, he didn't even give up on them. through their sin and wickedness, God was still using this family because of his promise to Abraham. And now we're the church and we've been made a part of God's family. And even though you or I have made mistakes in our lives, in our own lives, even irrespective of our previous generations or parents, we can, God still wants to use us. We can turn away from our sinful past and we can be used by God now. If he can use all these people, he can definitely use us. So let's be used by the Lord. What an exciting thing it is to live to bear fruit for Him. So don't be discouraged. Don't give up based on what you've been through. Let's let's do right from this day forward. and And I trust that God will use us in special ways. God bless you all.